Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. All right, welcome back to the podcast here. We're all the way up to episode 30. We've been on a hiatus for, I don't know, like a month. A lot of people ask about this podcast uh, when they hear we have one. You know, they're like, "How much? what's your release schedule? How much you do? I'm like, yeah, when, whenever we get to it. As needed. We, we love that you guys listen to it, those of you that do, but we know that you know, you're in the minority. Um, so you get your content when you get it. We'll hopefully give you a few nuggets every time and uh, run our businesses in the meantime. So just like you, busy life, running businesses, COVID-19, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So episode 30 here today, we're going to talk about the state of live events uh, in the United States, obviously. Uh, because I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world. <laughs> I don't turn on that news station, or any of them for that matter. So I want to kind of break this up in two chunks. So this is kind of interesting because, Kevin, I mean, you have a business that runs special events. Yeah. Um, weddings and personal events and things like that, which obviously disappeared last year. And then anyone that's like Facebook friends with me knows that I travel a ton for conferences and expos. Um and both those industries have just obviously they were upended last year but uh they're coming back a little bit different Mm -hmm. to say the least yeah so so let's let's jump into you know the recreational the family events personal events um things that you know they would hire you for so uh, stayed on weddings in in 2021 so i mean you you were basically i'm assuming completely shut down for about a year pretty much i think we did 15% 15% of what we would do in a normal year. I mean, less than less than 25 events all of last year. Well, and the ones that you did, were they small or stubborn? Or? Pretty small, <laughs> stubborn. We're going to do this. We've waited for a year and a half. We're not yeah. going to wait. Very small. Most of them were in Iowa because Illinois was, at the time was much more restrictive on, on what you could do. Yep. Uh, yeah, very small. Zero corporate. They were all weddings. Uh, school dances all canceled. And um, yeah, it was very low key, very small. Yeah, so pretty much, you know, destroyed an entire industry real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly companies that had like overhead and <laughs> fixed payroll and uh-huh. things like that were not in a good position to deal with it. Um, very similar to restaurant industry, um, probably worse from a standpoint of you know cash flow went to almost zero. The restaurants still had a little, but restaurants have a lot more overhead too, um, so they get, they got hit as well. So right now we're recording in you know third quarter. A year later, year and a half-ish later, yeah. Um, what's the state now? So are there active events going on like there were in the past? Uh, to put it in perspective, in September and October, I have had more events than I did all of last year in just those two months. It, I wouldn't say it's back to normal, um, but it is, I mean, it is three or four events a weekend now. So maybe that is normal because that was about what we would do in 19 or 18 um, I think people just are tired of waiting. Some of the, the what I do notice, we have not done a major, large wedding, full scale, big event. They're, they are much smaller, lower attendance, people's expectation, well, they want it done right. Everything is scaled back. So guest list, per, you know, we, you, you don't need that many lights. We'll just, yeah. we'll just go with this package. So I think we are definitely, and the photo booth company, has been busy since probably June. I don't know what it is, whether it's because we can touch it for you. It's, you don't have to touch it. We can do all that. 
it has been busy. Still, zero corporate events. Nobody's booking anything. No one's doing anything. School homecomings were back this year. So for me, it's, it, it, you know, I always joke, you take one summer off and then you're like, what do I do with all this work? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, are you seeing like some of the industries are where it's just pent up demand? Like leisure travel in mm -hmm. certain areas is just, you know, it's it's cra it's busier than it was pre-COVID. Are you seeing that um, or are they just kind of easing back in? A little bit of both. The photo booth, I think it is pent up. It's just people want it. The people that want it, want it. The, the DJs for the wedding stuff, I think it's people that didn't want to wait anymore and hedged their bets six, eight yeah. months ago that by October of this year, they'd be okay. And then they were. I will tell you the funny thing is in the last month, I've had three clients. And I don't know how often this ever happened to you when you own the business. It's only happened to me four times and three of it in the last month where someone said, my DJ went out of business and it's two weeks before the wedding and the venue told me to call you that you could take care of me. And each time we were lucky enough to have openings, but it's happened three times in a month where someone ghosted them or went out of business. Yeah. I mean, we, I probably didn't get that call a whole lot, actually. Um, obviously they exist, but that doesn't surprise me one bit mm -hmm. that someone would have gone out of business or, I mean, 18 months without any cash flow, you're going to have yeah. to find a way to pay your bills. And, yep. and you know, the self-employed individuals, I think, got the short end of the stick as far as getting assistance with that. So, um, yeah, I'm sure a lot will never go back in the industry. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I wonder, too, if, like, the big scale events will ever come back. Will we be doing some of these? You know, you would do, what, eight, nine, ten a year where they were large scale events. Yeah. Oh, a lot absolutely. of lights, a lot of the, the combo of different things. I haven't done one of those now in two years. Those and were, Those were the fun ones. They are fun. They're the biggest pain. but <laughs> Big pain, a lot of overhead, but a bigger price tag. So I'm not sure that the industry, I think it'll, I think it'll roar back, and it is, but I wonder if the state of weddings will be smaller for the short term or for the medium term where people will just, I want to do it, and I'm going to, I want it done right, but I'm not going to go crazy nuts. I don't know. Now, what's the attitude of the clients that are putting on events right now? Are they playing the... Well, this guy's probably not busy. He'll probably do it cheap. Or are mm -mm. you getting the ones that understand um, what happened? I guess a little bit of both. I shouldn't say that. There are some. I mean, like the people that called and said, hey, our DJ took our money and went out of business are like, I don't have the budget to pay your regular rate. And yeah. so I worked them a deal because it was like adding extra revenue at the last minute and you find one of the staff to do it. It was to me, it's like found money. So I didn't care if I gave you a 40% discount because I still made something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think it's 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 half and half. Some people partly because of the reputation that you would establish with the business. And I've been able to maintain that for the most part. And we are at the higher end of the price scale. I'm still attracting a relative amount of qualified leads that are, but then there's another handful that are like, this is what I've got. And I'm like, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I want to work. My guys want to work. Well, I was just curious if people were sniffing blood in the water. Um, I mean, they don't think of it. They, they think of it as, you know, they're not busy. They'll be happy to have the work with, you know, the business owners thinking, God, I didn't have the work. I mm -hmm. really need as much money I as tried possible. Really, <laughs> I tried really hard not to portray that. And luckily for me, unlike a lot of my competitors or others, I got another business and another gig. I It was like a, I shouldn't say it was like a vacation, <laughs> but it was, it did not, it really did not, my personal bottom line didn't get affected at all by COVID. It yeah. was, I actually made more money last year than I made the year before. I thought it was a vacation for a couple of weeks. You know, I was home. Yeah. Initially I was home with the kids. Yeah. You know, we went out and bought a swing set. Yep. You know, yep. It was, it was briefly uh, amusing as, as something different, but <laughs> we had to stop that nonsense. Yeah. It, 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 
quickly changed into this is a new reality. So yeah, I don't know. And I and I think the area that I am really curious about, and I talked to other vendors, vendors that you would know here in the Quad Cities, that corporate gigs are not coming back yet. The John Deere's are still waiting on, they don't know if they're going to do things. Other nonprofits are just starting to do stuff. I do see at some point I, when corporate stuff comes back, it'll be kind of like the conferences that you're talking about. When it roars back, I think I'm in position, but it will go from zero to 100 fast, I think. Yeah, so you're referring to corporate social events, right? Yes. Like Christmas holiday parties, parties, holiday parties, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Summer picnics that they need a DJ or a photo booth for. I mean, we haven't done a single event like that in close to two years. Well, yeah, I'm sure right now they see it as a liability. I yeah. Mean, probably, yeah, they probably would love to do it, but can't stand the public blowback if they did. They inquire, or the venue inquires, and then the event. Uh, we're going to postpone it again. We're going. We're we're going to hold off. We're going to hold off. Don't send me a contract. We're, I mean, I'm getting some of that. We're getting a little bit of. Tell me about if you're available, and <laughs> I mean that's it. And yeah. and then yes, we're available. And then I always joke because a lot of times I know these people, and they're like, "You're available, right?" Yes, we're available. Yep, we're we're good. Your date is open. All right. So the events that are going off, we'll go back to those. So have you noticed like a, what's the mood? So having worked in the event industry, you know, I know that events have a certain feel to them. I don't know how you describe it, but you know, is, yeah. is it like it was before or is sometimes know, their, their weight in the room? Um, a little bit. There is, um, I think a lot of relief because a lot of the brides that I, deal with are like we aren't gonna we just don't want to wait anymore we just want this done we want to move on with our life and so a lot of them are it's like a you know how you do always get like the week of the wedding when you talk to the bride she'd be like i just can't wait for this to be over i just want to get to saturday <laughs> that now happens two three four weeks in advance it's yeah. just like i want this to be done it's it's difficult it's we want to move on so there is some weight but i think what i find too is the vendors, there's weight on the vendors because a lot of them are, it's almost like wiping off the brow, like, oh, we filled the date. We're, we're just one step closer to being okay. So, yeah, I mean, I still have a lot of vendor friends on my Facebook too, and most of them are just absolutely thrilled when they're back at work. Uh -huh. I mean, they want to work. Yeah. Um, and, and all kinds of events are strange. So, I mean, we attended a, you know, what would have been a funeral reception uh, a month or two ago celebration of life you know for someone that passed away a year ago mm -hmm. yeah, that's, yeah that that didn't happen before that's no that's true that's weird mm -hmm. um that's kind of the way it is i mean they're not all social fun events but yeah i, I think everything's yeah different to say the least um everybody's are, happy you Every aren't you aren't gonna hear me saying new normal i, I refuse well. to subscribe to that but uh, different for sure. You, well, you hear that so often. I often think of it. Is the, is this how weddings will be a year from now? Will we get back to certain? I mean, because I still see a lot of weddings where people are wearing masks and other people are not. Um, and again, I think Illinois is still a little bit different than Iowa. Iowa's a little bit more open. I think Illinois by force is starting to realize that you just you, you need the economy to be working. People, venues have to be open. So restrictions are being lifted. It's... I don't know. I'm happy to be working. Uh, unlike you, towards the end when you you were no longer you were running the business, you didn't DJ. I'm still the yep. main DJ, and I have two or three other guys. The couple weddings that I've done in the last couple months, I was I was like, I actually am still good at this. I like this. It was fun for me, <laughs> but you, I still also am not sure I would want to do 50 a year anymore. I mean, I'm yeah. like I'm on, I'm reassessing my plan. Maybe I only want to do 20 a year, and I need to hire more DJs. Well, or that's interesting because. 
I think uh, this is probably a different podcast topic, but I think everyone's reassessing, including employees of every company. I mean, everyone has been forced to look at yep. their situation. Work no longer seems to be something that you have to do. It like if work goes along with my idea of how my life should go. <laughs> I mean, you and I have talked about this on a previous episode. Hiring people right now is still awful. I, it's, I, it's I awful. I will tell you, in, in the past week or so, um, we have seen a massive uptick in applications with no explanation. Hmm. Uh, it happens to coincide, coincide with the uh, moratorium on evictions being removed in Illinois, but hmm. that's co- interesting. correlated, I'm not sure, caused or not, but probably some input. Well, <laughs> there's some probably something there. there. And then also on the heels of unemployment running out you know, a month ago, I, it's just, I, I still have a hard, I'm, I'm still straight. I am turning events down some weekends because I know I don't have people to do them. Yep. That, and that's, yep. I've never been in that spot before. Uh, and it's frustrating and they're mostly photo booth events. It's not DJ events. It's photo booth events. But even then I'm like, I can, I can do the math and be like, I'm missing out on money. Yep. Uh, but I, I can't just go hire someone for the weekend and, re- and then later be like, well, that was a mistake. This guy just, you know, stuck me big time at an event so I could have one event three weeks ago. So I'm trying really hard to be cautious in my hiring, but it's, I don't know where all these people went and how they pay their bills because nobody (laughs) wants to work. I think we're seeing that across the board. Thankfully, you and I don't need a ton of them. True. Uh, I I feel very sorry for larger companies. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, speaking of larger companies, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, corporate events and conferences and uh, what I've seen while traveling all around the U.S. lately. And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back. We're talking uh, live events and the current state as of October 2021. I had to think about what year it was there. I want to say 2022. It's a blur. I kind of guess I've given up on this one. It's been a great year, actually, business wise. It's been very strange uh, and it's been trying and challenging and exhausting. Um, but when it's all said and done, you know, I've had more growth this year than ever in my entire life. So, um, but I can't say the same for the events I've been attending. <laughs> yeah. So I've been out on the road exhibiting a fair amount at, at different conferences and attending a couple um, all around. So I attended Traffic and Conversion in San Diego. I attended a Tax and Accounting Conference in Vegas. I attended a Marketing Conference in Orlando been all over the place and and every city is quite a bit different um so san diego was i'll call it wide open mm-hmm. you know they, they had the sign on the door that you wear your mask if you're not vaccinated and we'll threaten to spot check but of, of course there's no way to police that so there were some people wearing masks most not um but an, an open feeling um vegas is strict on the mask policy right now Great, you are, I'll be there next month. You so. are not. You are not walking into a casino without wearing a mask. Okay. Um, I, I mean, you might, but they'll catch you. <laughs> All right. Good to know. I'll have to pack a couple. Uh, Orlando. Uh, depends where you're at. So Disney. I I I spent an hour and a half at Disney one night. Um, if you're walking around outside, don't have to have it. If you're in a ride line, you have to. And people are pretty respectful and following the rules there. Hotel officially has a policy, but is not enforcing it. Things like that. But the conferences had one commonality, and that's attendance was a down across the board. So one of the conferences, probably the biggest one, I guess historically it had around 5,000 attendees. I would say there was less than 2,000 there. 
is that completely due to coming back or were they offering also a virtual option that people chose to stay home and watch? Valid question. I don't even know because I didn't consider virtual, but I do know on uh, the second conference I was at, there was no virtual option and its attendance was down about the same. And the third one was forced to add it. So the Orlando mm. show. Mm -hmm. Orlando show a year ago, even in the midst of everything, had, I think it was 250 people. It's a smaller conference. And the hotel wouldn't even give them any more rooms in the room block because it coincided with 50th anniversary of Disney. No. Um, and it was a Disney area hotel. Um, and in the room, when it was all said and done, was probably less than 50 attendees. Wow. Certainly less than 50 primary attendees. And I, I guess when news particularly of the uh, Delta variant came out, like they had a massive drop off uh, and they were forced to add virtual. And, and the organizer of that event was kind of set against it. Like, no, we're, we're going to have, you know, a live event is close to what we had before. Uh, and their hand was forced. I mean, it was refund everyone or add well, a virtual. That's option. what I mean, forced due to monetary reasons or because there was such a demand for virtual, I guess, both. I yeah, mean, I mean, you got to be able to pay the bills and people still want to attend. Yeah, they had already delayed a year. So this was yeah. an event that was supposed to happen last year. And we had paid our, you know, many thousands of dollars to sponsor the event. Mm -hmm. And uh, the attendees had paid to attend. And yeah, I mean, ultimately, they, they probably made a judgment call virtual versus uh, refund. Um, the organizer had also dealt with some other events and, you know, seen the virtual side be okay. Um, sales still came in via the virtual attendees. It is different. I've, I've done one conference recently that I chose not to go to Orlando and I did it virtually. And I don't know, unless you're really devoted to it. Here's the problem for me when it's virtual and I know I'm going to get the recordings. I didn't show up live for any of it. Yeah. I, I watched the two or three I wanted and the rest of it. I'm like, I'll watch that later. Which well, and I know you're not going to watch them either, but so <laughs> I haven't yet. That's the problem. I haven't yet. Yeah. No one's going to, they, they all want to get the recordings and, and yeah, the virtual you're, you're not as committed as much. You obviously didn't invest the time. You didn't invest anywhere near the expense because you didn't have to travel. That's, well, this that's well, also the benefits, but the, the funny thing about this one is that the cost for the conference was the same, whether it was virtual or in person, but you're right. I saved hotel, yeah, travel, I saved though. travel and all that, and which again, going back, I haven't been to a, a DJ conference in forever, but the wedding NBA is coming back in person this year and booking a flight to Vegas only three weeks out. I was like, wow, flights have gone way up. I'm going to San Diego next week to visit my mom. Yeah. And then I'm going to Vegas. And I was like, holy cow, both flights out of Moline were significantly higher than they were when I flew a year ago in the middle. I mean, the middle of the yeah. pandemic when well, it was like, you know, there's lack of staffing in that industry yep. too. So and there's gas. less available flights. Yep. I mean, our airport is not flying as many flights. No. Um, we've lost some connecting cities. You know, so we're a regional airport, not not a major hub, which means we have to go to the different hubs. And, you know, like Delta's knocked off Detroit. We can't go there anymore. Mm -hmm. um, also, I mean, the airline, interesting thing is business travel has not come back as quick as they would like. And the story I read was, you know, that business traveler sitting up in the first class cabin basically subsidized all the basic economy people in the back. Yeah. So if there's not as many paying of those, which there's not because I'm getting free upgrades there. Um <laughs> You know, then the price on the economy tickets has to go up too. Yeah. I mean, they're not outrageous, but again, I mean, five, six years ago, I was that guy that would drive to Chicago to save 200 bucks and park. And <laughs> yeah. now I'm like, that $200 isn't worth six hours in the car. Yeah, pretty much every round trip ticket for me has been around $500, which historically they would have been less. Yeah. And that's about, I was, I think, 485 to go to San Diego. And 
And for me, I haven't seen my mom in two years. She's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I'm just, you know, she's 78. I'm like, I need to go see her before I can't go see her. Um, but it was, I was like, wow, that's pretty. Ex-. And even Allegiant was expensive. And I'm like, all right, it is what it is. You know I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, and all the things that I'm saying are downsides are obviously the, the sales pitch for virtual as well. Right. You know, you don't exactly. have to get in a plane yeah. and that and the other yeah. thing. Yeah. The, the, and if you're going for the content of the expo, I think you'd probably do just as well virtual. I mean, you have to obviously have to be dedicated. I know I'm not going to sit in front of the computer screen or the TV, but if you were dedicated, you could get the content. You sure could. But I'm looking forward to like for Vegas. Cause I, I mean, I, part of the draw of the wedding NBA for me is it's in Vegas. Yeah. I mean like what I do afterward, I meet a few people, which, go have some drinks. Vegas is packed by the way. Is it? Yeah. That was probably the busiest place. I yeah. Was. And see that. And it always is when I'm out there, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to, not that I haven't traveled or we haven't gone on vacation a little bit, but it's nowhere like what it would have been two, three years ago. So part of it for me is get the hell out of Dodge. And not that I don't love my family, but I'm like, I'm used to going on two or three trips like that a year and I haven't done it. And I'm like, I'm going. My wife's like, you're going to go to Vegas in November, right? I'm like, yes, I am. Well, and and I think, you know, as a business owner, I think you, your thought process is different when you're on the road. You're you're Mm -hmm. not... Yeah, you're not distracted by what's going on in the office, but you think different because you're also not doing what you would typically do. True. No, so. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I. I so the, the question is, what what happens in the future now with these things, right? Well, do you think those events, like the ones that you're going, they're less attended? Is there still a? You talked about the vibe of weddings. What's the vibe at the convention? Is it yeah. still like this is, or is it like on life support? And you're like, wow, this is like a real downer. Well, the, I mean, the energy's missing. Yeah. I mean, the rooms were all set too big because the cancellations come last minute or yeah. the people don't cancel. They just don't show up. Yeah. Um, so that's tough. Uh, the host of the Orlando event, you know, it was Dave D for those that know who he is. You know, is an amazing uh, performer and, and stage presence. And you know, he pretty much had to play to the camera the whole time and keep an extremely high level of energy for mm-hmm. a dark, empty room with, you know, 50, 60, 70 people in it. Yeah. So... The mood is off, to say the least. So is that, you think, that how, is that the short-term future? Or three years from now, it'll be like all guns ablazing and everyone will be back and there'll be thousands of people at these events? I, I don't know. So back to, you know, if I'm attending for knowledge, I probably get that. If you've attended enough events, you start going for different reasons, though. Yeah, one's to get out of Dodge. But but the other is for, you know, the hallway conversation. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's... Honestly, that's where most of the money's made, I think. You know, people in the hallway speaking to you instead yeah. of at you can can diagnose what's going on really quick. I mean, we had some conversations at dinner and lunch in Orlando that, you know, for the individual sitting across from us were going to be extremely valuable information that wasn't presented on stage. Um, so there's that aspect. Uh, as an exhibitor, you know, I'm calculating value quite a bit differently so as an exhibitor, that face-to-face time, which is also hard with a mask, by the way, to smile and draw people into a booth, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that is invaluable. Um, it cannot be replicated virtual. We can substitute other things, and, and we have to, frankly, uh, substitute other things to get a return on virtual. Um, we've kind of ignored it at our peril you know, too long. But we did find some ways that work for follow-up. It's it's a lot harder. It's more active marketing and process to build up a client out of a virtual relationship. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And yeah, then the next question is, if the sponsors aren't willing to spend as much, do the events still happen? 
or does the event happen, but the price to attend goes so high that it no uh, one wants to then attend. You, then we got a chicken and the egg. Don't exactly. We? <laughs> yeah. But you're right. If there's less people on the floor at the trade show, although I would think for you with your booth, it does give you more one-on-one time with the potential client because you're not six people deep in line waiting to come into yeah, your booth. Well, I think it depends on the show too. So, I mean, you've experienced this undoubtedly at, at bridal shows is, you know, you got to have people in the booth for people to walk to the booth. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't come in when there's no one there. So sure. if you're in a spaced out exhibit hall, mm-hmm. uh, you got to work five times as hard to even initiate those conversations. Especially if you put like a black mask over your face and you yeah. can't even yeah. smile, you know, yeah, that's you true. got some eye contact. Uh, I, you know, for a while I felt like the guys with the cards on the street in Vegas, if you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about, but <laughs> yeah, sorry, bring them in with the prize drawing. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, there were conferences that we exhibited at that at the end of the day, we paid over a hundred dollars per head in the room to sponsor, which is outrageous. Wow. You know, because it wasn't that wasn't the initial calculation. Uh, no, the attendance dropped, and we're not going to go back on the show organizer or anything. It's outside of their control. But yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's we whether look at it next year, whether it's short term or whether it's the the new reality, as you would say. I mean, it is. No, no, we wouldn't say that. I mean, it is. You you deal with it as it comes because it's still. I think the thing about COVID and the whole situation and the pandemic, it's still it's still fluid. There is still. Yeah. I mean, still changes where. I was surprised that uh, the wedding NBA in my field that they didn't really decide to go all in until about four months ago. Yeah. You know, and when I realized, because last year I did it virtually and it was kind of cool, but you're right. You miss out on the trade show. You miss out on, on getting on the monorail and going wherever you want. I mean, because again, if it was in like Akron, Ohio, it would be like the conference is great. But to me, you're right. The minute the conference is over, I'm like, now I got stuff to do in Vegas. I mean, the guy that I met from Ohio, we're going to go meet up for a drink and then go down. It's just, there's so much more to do. And for me, like you said, you clear your head. I I come back from Vegas after five days and I'm just re-energized. To oh, go, absolutely. You know, yeah. to, to go implement some things I learned or to take the toys that I bought and shipped home <laughs> and unpack them. This year, at least, I know I won't have to do that because I did all that last year when these companies were, like, trying to stay in business. And I'm like, all right, how much for that photo booth that's normally X? And yeah. Yeah. it's, like, below even, you know, conference deals. I, I we, we spent a lot of money last year on gear that we probably – it was close to 50 cents on the dollar for brand-new gear. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's opportunity to be had for everyone depending on how they look at it. So to directly answer your question, what, what's going forward? I, I believe virtual is here to stay for at least a while. Or hybrid, I mean. Mm. Um, I believe virtual events – will continue to exist. I, I'm not sure the format will stay the same. This is like webinars, right? They've always existed. I think we're kind of blurring the line now between webinar and conference. So that's going to yeah. have to get delineated. Um, I'm actually not a huge fan of hybrid events. I think it should be one or the other. Um, so right now I think hybrid was kind of forced because exactly the scenario I, I said, people registered for live and then things happened and they you know, yep. weren't going to go. Um, so it's here for a while. I'm, I'm not sure if that sticks around or not. Um, or where it fits in. Also, a lot of people don't know, a lot of these conferences are organized with an intent of selling something. True. That is a a, typically a different process in a online remote environment versus in person in a room. And if it's hybrid event, you got to figure out how to try and accommodate both. True. And we've done some webinars lately. So I've hosted webinars as much as right now I hate attending them um, because I'm on Zoom way too much. Um, we've hosted some webinars with good sales success. Um, we probably topic for another podcast as well, but you know we'll continue doing them now, uh, as much as it's not my favorite thing to do. 
<laughs> um, to do them right is some work. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I think both go forward. I think the live component is the most at risk. Um, I think people just have to change their expectations and obviously the price points and everything have to match too. But, you know, I'm still in on live events. I, I have a couple more yet this year. I'm taking a little travel hiatus early next year because just a lot back to back. Um, and, and, you know, it's mainly our new division launch, which is putting me on the road so much. But yeah, I mean, both live or all three live hybrid and strictly virtual have a purpose in place. I think organizers just now have to be more intentional about what they're doing than before. It can be an afterthought or, or added. So that's it for the state of live events. Uh, next episode should be coming out right around Halloween. So we're going to talk about uh, seasonal promotions and Halloween and what you can do this time of year to uh, get some sales in the door and also get set for uh, a good next year, 2022, which I keep thinking is this year. <laughs> yeah. It all blurs together. All right, we'll be back soon. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit profit911.biz.